We are, uh, Jacob requested this morning that we speak a little bit about the Pnei Yoshua. So I want to speak about the Pnei Yoshua a little bit in terms of what the Sefer is. I, I, I think that may be a um, somewhat helpful. Let's try to be a little quiet as follows. The Pnei Yoshua was a Rav um, in many, many different cities in the 1700s. Uh, there are those who note uh, he married into, he had a couple different wives, so what happened to his first wife in a little bit, but, but he did marry into a decent amount of money, and there are those who suggest that he was in many ways independently wealthy, and as a result, or maybe unrelated, but he definitely felt comfortable speaking his mind, and he was a rub in many different places, and there were sometimes like fallings out in those different kinds of places, because Pnei Yoshua was an Ish MS, and he was an Ish MS that would be very, very firm in what he believed, and if there are people in the community that had a hard time with that, sometimes that was challenging, and he was in many ways really a very, very powerful a uh, very, very powerful figure. What we want to speak about a little bit is the Sefer Pnei Yehoshua. There's a very famous story that Pnei Yehoshua himself tells over that it was on Gimel Kislev. And Gimel Kislev, I forget what the year was, but, uh, but he, there was a massive uh, explosion in, I think, Lvov, in the city in which he lived. In that explosion, there was, I think, there was some gunpowder or something that exploded. His wife and daughter were killed in that explosion. In that experience, the Peyoshua was covered under lots of rubble. Um, people in the trying to save others, like, ran over, like, the rubble to look for people. And I think Peyoshua writes even that there were more people that ended up getting hurt as a result of sort of the pandemonium of chasing after. The Peyoshua says at some point he shifted from what was a Vadai Misa to what he perceived as being a Safek Sakana. At that point in time, he made a, he made a commitment the commitment was that if the Rebona Sha'olam was, uh, was going to save him, if he, gets, if he gets saved from this place, so then, he'll spend an enormous amount of time in a base medrash. He's going to try to learn very seriously in the style of his grandfather, the Magine Shlomo. And he says, Hashem heard my, Hashem heard my tfilos. There was an opening, he was able to get out, and he writes that in his Hakdama to the, to the Pnei Yoshua, the first volume, which was given out, on Seder Nashim. That that was a commitment that he made to learn, and to learn in that kind of an in-depth way. He was already very serious learning in advance, but this strengthened in the level of commitment that Pnei Yoshua had uh, to that. His Sefer is an important Sefer to know. I want to describe some things about it so we can be aware of it. The, 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 the Pnei Yoshua itself, in many ways, is focused on a combination of Gemara, Rashi, and Tosvos, a lot of just explaining what happens al derech shot. At times he does get into, he does get into psak, try to clarify what exactly, what exactly we, what exactly we hold of. He does, of course, hold and note that there are many other, you know, we shown him which he speaks with a great deal of reverence about. He writes the Pnei and Beitz on Chavbeis Tzadku Meod Divri Harambam Shemosha Ms Visaraso Ms. He's a person that had a lot of. Uh, Reverence for different Rishonim, a lot of reverence for for, for different Achronim, but in, in, a lot of it's explaining many ways the Pshat and Gemara Rashi and, and Tosvos. The pieces themselves, it's important to know Achronim wise, are typically not very, very long. There are Achronim, this is Rodenzweig, I think, points out sometimes, that there are shifts in Darchi Halim, but there were Achronim that wrote on Sugyas and wrote sort of like very long discussions of Sugyas. And then there were Achronim, this was more of the standard style for a long time, was that people would write sort of Ha'aras as they were learning. The same way if you would look at, again, many Akronim, the Pinyoshu is like this, Marsha is like this, sort of Angamar, Rashi, and Tosvo. It's a short piece here, a longer piece there. It doesn't mean that that's all that he had to say or said over. He often writes in the Pinyoshua, Uvi Yeshiva Herachti. 
that the way it would work that the Rabbanim of shuls, Rabbanim of communities, would often have yeshivas with them. The Rabbanim would learn a lot, have yeshivas with them. And he says he's writing down what he's writing down, but sometimes there was like an arichas when he was giving shir and yeshiva. So then the Pnei Yeshua says, I would elaborate much more, I'd elaborate much more, and there was like a longer Shikol Torah. I think that there are two ways, if I'm reflecting upon it for a second, that the Pnei Yeshua himself uh, is learned. Some learn the Pnei Yeshua with what the Pnei Yeshua actually, I think, really intended, which is Gemara Rashi Tosvos, Ha'aras in Pshat, Tovos has a Kasha in Rashi, what could he say? Something is left bedochak, how could you be Mazbir things? To understand from Gemara Tovos sometimes what the Din would be, you know, in, in, in many kinds of cases. What often happens in certain yeshivas nowadays, the Pnei Yoshua is not learned consistently. It's more like if he has a really interesting shita, so then the Pnei Yoshua is going to get quoted. So he has some very, very famous and very important shitas. Some of you this past summer learned the six parakel Masechus Brachos, the Pnei Yoshua on Daf Lamed Hay has a very famous shita, that even though it sounds like in the many that we've shown him in Achronim, that Birchus HaNenin is only a din to Rabbanan, Pnei Yoshua thinks, Lomali Krasvaru, Svaras can be Doraisa, the Gemara says, saying a Birchus HaNenin is a Svara, and therefore Lechorah, Nirlani Asdaiti, I don't know what we've shown him, of course, I'm a Vatal Das, but I would have thought that Birchus HaNenin is really a din Doraisa. We quoted another famous Pnei Yoshua about Cheskas Mamon, is that, again, he thinks there's a Machlokas in Chazal, if Cheskas Mamon is weaker, and that's why Bari beats Hashem and a Cheskas Mamon. That's why it may only be a svara. That's why maybe hokem b'mamon achar harov. And we saw that there's another day he thinks you know that maybe it's not true. Chazak mamon could be very very strong. That's why it's a kra. To Rashi go to pasuk. Peyoshua has some very very important important pieces here. Why don't we have the Peyoshua on everything? And why isn't there why isn't there Peyoshua on you know, on everything? That was what uh, got me started a little bit. Jacob wondered. There is a little bit above Basha, but not 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 a tremendous amount. So he wrote things in a particular order. He, I think the first volume was on was on Nashim, then it was on Brachos and, and, and Moed. I believe, I hope what I'm saying now is correct, I believe he writes that the original goal was after, you know, what, what he did, was to come out with, uh, with Erev and Nida Yavamos, that Ani, as some of the Sfarim even say, the Ani is Rochev Al-Hachamor, a reference to Mashiach, the Ani is Rochev Al-Hachamor, and that's Roshi Tevos, Ani, Erev and Nida Yavamos, that those Mesechtas are particularly challenging Mesechtas, those Mesechtas learn properly and they learn well have the capacity to bring up, to, to helpfully be on some level uh, geula focused, I guess. But, uh, but, but the Pnei Yeshua didn't end up doing so. I think the Arach Lener, it could be Arach Lener writes in Hakdama to Yivamas, that he started writing on Yivamas to be Mashim because the Pnei Yeshua wasn't able to write, wasn't able to write on it. It could be that he, that, that, that he writes that there. But we do the Pnei Yeshua on a lot of different Masechtas. The Pnei Yeshua ends up being, again, very, very important as far as that piece of, uh, of, of, of Gemara, Rashi, and, 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 and Tosvos. And again, you find a lot of interesting things. He often references, it sounds like he wrote a lot, Sounds like he was excellent. Even as a kid, he wrote a lot. He writes sometimes like uh, Bialdusi. I was I was Mechadesh this, you know, a Kuntris and things like that that he wrote when he was much, when he was uh, when he was significantly significantly younger. But it's a very very important safer. He also again community was involved. He, was, he played a very active role. Those that are familiar, this week's parsha, it's it's relevant to. Yaakov Endin and Yerusha and Eipshitz had a very significant machlokas. Yaakov Emden claimed that Yonatan Ayapshitz was a closet Shabtai Tzvi follower and, 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 and was incredibly, incredibly problematic. The, uh, the Pnei Yoshua got involved uh, in that Machlokas. This week's parasha, because one of the most controversial or well-known parts that relates to a din about Gid Hanasha, is, uh, is one of the places where it really comes up. But the Pnei Yoshua, what's interesting, as much as he's al-Derech HaPshah, Pnei Yoshua does often explain al-Derech, al-Derech. He, well, he was Osik in Kabbalah, they point out. He was Osik in Kabbalah. I think there are some who write that Sof Yamav, he had some... I heard someone say this one. He said, Sof Yamav, he had some regrets about the Lima Kabbalah because he saw 
what what came out of that with Yaakov Emden Yosef and Yosef Eifchitz Machlokas. That's better to avoid it. But he does explain. He explains that Gadatah sometimes it, it, it's a very very helpful safer to have and a very helpful safer to learn. I can't say I consistently learn tons of Pnei Yoshua, but uh, but one of the ways that you can even know that it's there 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 are, there are like sfarim of like consistent like the Hagos the Baruch Tam the Pnei Shmuel. There are people that wrote on it. There are people that wrote on the Pnei Yoshua. And again, it tends to be uh, it tends to be again a wonderful safer to be aware of because he writes on moed um, and and sometimes it's very helpful on brachos in svarim that you have less achronim that wrote on the same way. So sometimes you know svarim like his become all the more all the more beneficial and all the more helpful.